All right, welcome back to the Groove Live Show. This is your man, man, DJ Melo Jones, on the ones and twos. And like I promised, you know what I'm saying? We come with the interview, 9 p.m. on the dot. We got, you know what I'm saying? She's a vlogger. You know what I'm saying? She's a financial advisor. You know what I'm saying? And she she seems like a, a, a nice lady. You know what I'm saying? I have the one and only Yanika in the building, you know what I'm saying? So first of all, I just want to welcome you to the Groove Live show. And for everybody listening out there at Radio World, go ahead and let them know your name, where you're from, and where they can follow you at real quick. Hello, everybody. My name is Yanika. I'm from Jamaica originally, now living in California. And you can follow me at bosslady underscore 876. You can follow at Boss Lady 876. Y'all heard it first. Yanika right here at the Groove Live Show. So we came here and we came to talk some things. You know what I'm saying? Because it's we're approaching Valentine's Day. You know what I'm saying? The, the holiday of love, as, <laughs> as a lot of people say. But, you know, I feel like there's not much love in the world. So I just wanted to know, I just wanted to ask you the first thing is like, do you like being a young woman, you know what I'm saying? Like what, how has love been for you so far in life? <laughs> love has been rough. Love has been rough. It's not easy at all. Um, it's a lot of work. <laughs> and it just seems like we live in a modern world where people are running away from love. So it's not so easy these days. I'm not that young. I'm young, but not that young. And it's not easy, but I think it's worth it. So you have to just keep fighting for it. I agree. I agree. And it's not easy to keep that belief that, you know, God sent somebody for me. You know, send somebody for me to love, to cherish, you know what I'm saying, to grow with, to build a family with, and stuff like that. And like I was saying earlier um, in the show, I feel like a lot of, like, a lot of the things that are happening in today's time, like, you know, the baby mama, the baby daddy culture, people ghosting people, people, you know what I'm saying, cutting people off at the drop of a hat. I feel like all of that come from a lack of confidence, a lack of belief in what God have in store for them. And I don't, every time I talk about God, I like to give the disclaimer that I don't mean it in the Christian sense, more like in the spiritual sense, like the higher power that felt, that put you on this planet. You know what I'm saying? The reason we have breath in the morning, the, our purpose for living life. You know what I'm saying? I feel like people lose that confidence, that belief that, yo, there's a plan for me there's i'm on this journey i'm going to learn about myself and i need to trust in that process and i need to trust that even though i don't see everything that god has in store for me it's there you know and i feel like because of that people settle you know what i'm saying people just take any relationship that anybody that give them the time of day they jump for it you know what i'm saying i feel like it, I don't know, it, like we got to have more belief and confidence in ourselves 
um, our destiny, our journey, and our purpose. So I just want to ask you, like, what do you think about that? Do you think people lack that confidence and that's why they kind of give up and just kind of take what they can get? Yeah, 100%. Um, we see it all the time, especially in people who's been hurt. Um, we have a lot of broken people out here in the dating market, a lot of damaged people, and then they're putting that damage off onto other people. Now you have a bunch of people trying to find love, but yeah, they're all broken. So it's like, how are you going to find love while broken, if that makes sense, you know? Yeah, I feel like you have to date yourself first. And I feel like a lot of people, they don't take the time to do that. And it's like what you said, a lot of people are broken and be going from relationship to relationship. Broken. Oh, yeah. And then it's like, first of all, that's selfish because you're carrying your baggage onto other people. And then two is like, how do you ever expect to heal? You don't take the time to like heal. It's almost like, people date to fill a void you know oh, yeah. what I'm and to me there's a certain amount of sadness that comes with that it's like first of all it's disrespectful because you're, you're dragging other people through your own mud you know what i'm saying and it, it, it's it's frustrating because it's like most of the time when we talk relationships we're, we're talking about grown people like grown adults so it's like why do why do grown adults feel the need to drag people through their own mud? And why won't people just kind of grow up and accept their own issues, heal from that and, and move forward? Because at the end of the day, we all have baggage, whether it is from the way we were brought up, whether it is from past relationships, whether it is from certain trauma that we had to go through at some point in life, everybody's going through something. But you have to be mature enough to say, I'm healed from that. I moved on from that. And I'm really ready to love somebody because it's like life doesn't wait for anybody. You know what I'm saying? You keep playing around. You could be 50 years old, still ain't married yet, ain't got no kids. Ain't, it's like life is so short. You know, the older I get, the more I'm like, life is so short. There's, there's no time for this. I'm going to keep up these games. I'm going to. I'm a, you know what I'm saying? I'm gonna try to, you know, finesse, try to sneak, try to, you know what I'm saying? Get this done. It, it just don't make sense. You know what I'm saying? And I don't know. It's like- You're right. You're right, a hundred percent. I think why some people don't take the time to heal is they get that quick fix when they go to the next person and it feels good for a short while, but then once that feeling wears off, they're like, okay, let me throw this one away and let me jump to the next person and let me feel good again. And then let me jump to the next. And, and that's pretty much what's going on out here. Um, I know I personally went through something traumatic last year and I knew I had to get healing. Um, I met someone and I mean, I told him honestly, like I'm in therapy, you know, so I'm not ready to just jump into a relationship. And some people just may not understand that. They may not understand someone taking that time to heal themselves before they get into another situation. And to me, it's better to go about it that way because then I'm not pushing off that hurt onto that person because that's what was done to me. I feel like, you know, other people push their hurt off onto me and that caused me to go through something traumatic. So 
It's like, why would I do that to the next person? But a lot of people don't see things that way. They rather just say, okay, this person did that to me. So now I'm going to go out there and do this to all of the opposite sex, you know? Um, and, and even for, I guess, gay people as well, they do the same things. They're like, let me do that to the next person to make myself feel better. But then they do it and then they just feel shitty and they, the cycle just keeps going and going, and that's pretty much what's going on out here. Exactly. People just need to take that time to heal. If you feel like you need therapy, go to therapy, you know, but people aren't willing to do that, and, and that's the biggest part of the issue, I think. Yeah, and yeah, people need people need healing, you know what I'm saying? Whether it is therapy, whether it is meditation, you have to heal from your problems if you really want to have a successful relationship. And another thing is like, you gotta be, you, you gotta be serious. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause when you, in, when you're in a relationship, you're dealing with another human. This is someone's child. This is someone's daughter. This is someone's son. You know, you gotta make a decision, make a decision. You're going to love this person or not and be, and be upfront about it. You know what I'm saying? If you want to play around, be honest about that. You know what I'm saying? I feel like people aren't honest about what they want out of relationships. And I feel like people, and maybe it's not that they're dishonest people. I feel like they just don't know how to confront um, the feelings that they have and how to really present them to someone else. So they kind of sweep it under the rug and kind of go through the motions of the relationship knowing damn well, like, I don't really see myself with this person long time. I'm I'm only in it for X, Y, Z. And this is on the male and female side. I'm not going to say, you know, one gender is worse than the other when it comes to these things, because everybody has, well, not everybody, but a lot of people go into relationships with ulterior motives. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, we got to grow up. And, and I always feel like it ties back to that confidence. People just don't really trust in that higher power that really set out the course of their life for them. And I feel like if you really have that confidence and that sense of belief, you're not really worried about how long it takes. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I personally believe anything worth having is worth waiting for. You know what I'm saying? If a good woman is worth having, then it's worth waiting for. And I feel like a lot of people, they lack that patience. You know what I'm saying? Like that, that sense of, you know, what's for me will be for me. And I'm in no rush to get it. Whatever is for me will be for me. And that's it. I'm going to continue to walk with God. And I, I, I know I must sound like a super <laughs> Bible thumping Christian and stuff like that. And I really don't mean to sound like that. But I really mean like trusting that higher power and that that um that plan that they set out for you. You know what I'm saying? And that that mentality that people go into relationships with is what we end up with today is that normalization of baby mama, baby daddy culture. You know what I'm saying? I'll I'll talk about my personal family. Like I didn't grow up see anybody get married. You know what I'm saying? Anybody. <laughs> a lot of babies come you know what I'm saying and it's like I don't know it, I didn't, it's like one everybody tries to make it seem like that's just how it's done 
You know what I'm saying? You you have a kid. You don't have a family, and that's yeah. me. What what do you think? Yeah, and I mean, you know, I'm from the Caribbean, so especially in Caribbean culture, um, at least where I grew up, you know, I'm from the hood in Jamaica, and people didn't get married. <laughs> I never saw people get married growing up. Um, luckily, I was raised with my godmother, and she eventually got married to her husband, and they they, they don't have a broken home, but Essentially, I do come from a broken home. My mom has my not my mom. My dad has four baby mothers. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I've seen how it affects all my siblings. Um, he had mostly daughters and a lot of them are in broken home situation as well. So it's like the cycle carried on. I'm trying to hold out as best as possible to not become a part of the baby mama, baby daddy culture as best as possible. But Sometimes it's just like we're going such in a world where people are just running and running away from marriage as if it's a crime or something like <laughs> people are treating marriage like it's the worst thing in the world. But I'm happy I was able to at least somewhat grow up in a home that was a little stable and then also like, you know, having like my cousin to look up to. She's been married 13 years and I really admire her and their marriage. They don't have any outside kids or anything. And, you know, none of that crazy stuff that goes on in marriages these days. So um, I'm happy to have that to look at. But when you look at the world in general, a lot of people don't have that. And so it's hard to hold on to that belief when you don't see it because you're just like, OK, what am I supposed to do if I don't see it? <laughs> You know, <laughs> like, what do you do? And and I think that's where most people are. They're like, okay, how, how do you get married? And when you get married, okay, what do you do? You know, like, how are they supposed to know if they never saw it growing up? If all they saw was brokenness, you think that it's normal and you then continue that brokenness. And like I said, I see it um, around me. I, I've seen it, how it affected some of my siblings. I've I've seen it and it continues to happen. And it's like, it's up to us, you know, our generation to try to break that cycle as best as possible. I don't think we're, we obviously haven't gotten it perfect because there's a lot of baby mamas and baby daddies out here. But um, for the few of us, I guess, that hasn't yet gone that path, it's best that we try our best to hold on and, and try to be better for the next generation. That's what's up. That's what's up. And, you know, I, I grew up from a broken, I don't want to say a broken family, but my parents weren't together when I was coming up and stuff like that. And the same for a lot of my relatives and stuff like that. So knowing that you came from that type of upbringing too, like, did it get to a point where you just felt like a marriage was something that was far-fetched because it was, it was so like beyond anything that was kind of in your immediate reality, did you kind of grow up thinking like this was a, a very, very like far out phenomenon that's almost unattainable? Because I personally gone <laughs> went through that a couple of times. Um, yes and no. I think for me, my mom left Jamaica when I was like one or two. So I was a baby when I was left with my godmother. And I feel like I didn't grow up in a house seeing like baby mama, baby daddy issues, even though my dad had a lot of baby mamas. 
me growing up in the house that I did for most of my childhood kind of made me feel like having a home that's not broken is normal. But then once I left that home, like in my close to my teenage years, and I started seeing all the brokenness, then I was like, okay, this is a little abnormal. I actually thought the brokenness was abnormal because I, I, I didn't necessarily see that. I think even growing up and seeing my dad with all these baby mamas, I was the youngest. So me growing up, I was looking like, how, how did he have, you know, two women pregnant at the same time? And how, how did he do that? You know, like, like how was that happening? I was confused. I was really a confused child because I'm just like, how was he doing all of that, you know? So I don't think it ever was normal to me because I had some sort of stability that a lot of children, I realized, didn't have. Um, so it's sad to say, I feel like I got the better end of the stick of all my siblings because I was the youngest. So I was able to see a lot of what they go through and try to make better decisions for myself. Um, it sucks to say, but that's pretty much what happened. That's what's up. That's what's up. It was very, very different for me because I'm the oldest. So it was like the only people I had to look up to was the people that were doing the same dirt that we're talking about now. You know what I'm saying? So I grew up thinking like, wow, marriage. I don't know if that whole soulmate stuff is real because I'm like, it's too much craziness in the world. It's too much, like I was just so used to all of my uncles got all these kids all over the place. You know what I'm saying? My dad got kids all over the place. You just see it as, that's just how it go. That's just what a man is. You know what I'm saying? That's just how it go. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? So there was times as I got older, I used to think, Cause I had, I still do. I have ideals to get married and have a family and really be active in my kid's life and stuff like that. But it got to a point where me personally, I'm not gonna say a lot of people do this, but you kind of, you kind of think that's a far-fetched concept because you're just so used to toxicness, like toxicness and, and just, um, you normalize it. Yeah. You normalize <laughs> it. So it's like, I, I'll be in relationships and I'm thinking, man, I'm gonna just end up a baby daddy, just like everybody, you know what I'm saying? So when you, it's like you fall into a sunken place. It's almost like, I'm just gonna be a part of the, the cycle. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna just sit back, you know what I'm saying? This is the best I'm gonna get. Like I was talking about, people just settle because they don't really believe in, you know, what God has in store for them. So there was a lot of times where I was like, uh, exes that I have, like, I'm going to just get her pregnant. I'm going to just do it. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to just do it. Because it's like, man, you can sit around trying to get married and you're 50 years old and ain't nothing happened, boy. Man, go ahead and get this girl pregnant. You know what I'm saying? It's like... You have My to question for you, though. Okay. Mm. Why? Okay, if you want to get her pregnant, obviously you see some good qualities in her. Why not just marry her and then get her pregnant? That's What's true. so hard in that? That's true, but like I said, you grow up seeing like that brokenness, and you just like, and then I don't, I don't want to like shit on Jamaicans, but like growing up a Jamaican man, like your 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 male family members tell you some certain things. You know what I'm saying? Like 
when it comes to relationships, how to deal with women and stuff like that. And it's like, you usually raised with the whole keep one foot in, one foot out type of thing. <laughs> the funny thing is, the funny thing about that is these same young men that you're telling these things to are the ones that are going to be dating your daughters. That's true. And it's, it's like I said, who's going to be mature enough to break the cycle? You know what I'm saying? So even in those moments where I, I really was low on confidence, I didn't really believe in my future. And I felt like the, the current girl that I was with was going to be the best that I can do. So let me just get her pregnant and all of that. But then you just have to have that belief in yourself that, that, and, and another thing is just that self-respect. You know what I'm saying? It's like, don't be selfish in the decisions that you make. You know, don't think about just what you want. Think about what does the kid want? You know what I'm saying? I knew I didn't really see no future with that girl. It was just, you know, you were just kind of comfortable in, in the relationship. You like what you were getting out of it, but you didn't, you didn't really see yourself marrying that girl or nothing like that. But you were just like, man, she would let me, she would let me get her pregnant. So why not? You know, and I know that sounds terrible. You know no. what I'm saying? It, it sounds terrible, but it's so true because there are a lot of men who think that um, every woman is just going to be okay with them getting them pregnant. Like, and, and it's on us women too to take responsibility and not allow that. Um, we have to take some responsibility. We can't just be letting these dudes get us pregnant without marriage. Um, we can't just, just just be letting these dudes live with us and, and be playing house without marriage because they, they have no incentive to marry you if you're just giving them babies, you're living with them, you're treating them like they're your husbands. Why would they want to marry you? That's 100%. And I see that happen a lot here in um, American culture. A lot of people like to play house. You know what I'm saying? They've been in together. They've been in a relationship less than six months they already living together and stuff like that and i don't mean it in a judgmental sense but it's just like i don't want to live with no woman until i'm married i've always been like that you know what i'm saying because i don't like to play house i feel like life is too short for that if i haven't made a decision that you are the one that i want to be with then why would I get all my finances intertwined with you? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> me and you are together on a lease. Me and you are, are buying cars together. You know, all this stuff. And it's like, what's the point of that if, we, if we're not getting married? We might have one little petty argument. And next thing you know, we want to break up. Now what are we going to do? We live together. So how's that going to work? I'm with you right there like I have told every man like I'm not gonna be living with you unless we get married it's not happening like we're just it's not happening <laughs> we're not gonna be having you know unprotected sex um until we get married so if you want a baby we should we would have to get married um I'm not gonna say I've never made mistakes <laughs> I'm not gonna say that but <laughs> I still try to live by those ideologies as best as possible, right? I've, I've still stuck to my gun as best as possible. I've never lived with a man. I had an ex try to be my roommate. And I was just like, have you lost your mind? Like, 
because at the time we weren't even dating or anything and he's trying to like be roommates I'm just like have you lost it <laughs> have you lost your mind we are not living together I can do bad by myself like if we're not getting married we don't need to be playing any type of house I don't need to get that wrapped up in you because I don't think that people realize that once you start living with people you get so comfortable um that even if you did want to marry this person when you do marry them there's kind of a switch that happens for both people um there was a study done on it there's a switch that happens once you get married so if you're living together and you get married and you see them slightly change that's gonna throw you off um and people wonder why sometimes you know those relationships where they live together before marriage they don't last very long because they think the person's changing but really they didn't really change it's just the that marriage switch that happens and I do a lot of research and study on marriages and things like that so I've been learning a lot but the plain house thing is a no for me I think it should be a no for everyone but we live in this hookup culture, this plain house culture. It's like, who's going to make the change? Yeah. I guess it's just up to people like me and you to stick to our guns as best as possible. <laughs> yeah. and, you know, try to make that change. We might just be two people, but hey, who's to say two people can't change the world, right? <laughs> yeah, I agree with that, you know, and yeah, stick to your guns. You know, a lot of the times, like, um, the notions that I have in my mind, you know what I'm saying, wanting to get married, you know, wanting to be a real father. A lot of the time, just the experiences that I've seen so far in life, it makes it seem like that is such a far, <laughs> far-fetched notion to realize in today's day and age. You know what I'm saying? And I'm just talking that from a personal perspective. Like, I come from a culture where most men are not excited about getting married. That's the least. That's like the last thing they want to talk about. You know what I'm saying? So I've never had anybody encourage me to get married and stuff like that. When I talk to people about it, especially men in my family, they look at me crazy. It's like, you want to get married. (laughs) You want to get married. And it's so sad. Like, I've had other men tell me this too. Like they, they, they don't grow up with people telling them to be husbands, right? Us women, we grow up with people saying, oh, you need to cook for your man. You need to clean for your man. You need to do this for your man. You need to do that for your man. Only thing they tell men is, oh, pay the bills and carry on. Like they don't teach men how to be husbands. <laughs> and then they wonder why the women have become how they are now. Cause it's just like, when, if we are being wives, right? If we're being wives and the men that we're getting aren't husbands, what, what what's the purpose of being a good girl or being a wife or being all those things? Like, what's the purpose if what we're going to get is not reciprocated? Right. So it creates this toxic culture. Um, so the best advice I'd say is, Try to preach it into the men. If you know better, try to preach it into the men around you. Because yeah. um, you have to also understand these young boys coming up, they're what's going to be dating your daughters. I feel like my dad spent his whole life like beating my like sisters to not 
deal with these boys because he knows how men are. So it's like he spent his whole life trying to like beat it into their head and it just wasn't happening because it's like you're telling the woman to be better, but you're not telling the men to do the same. So it's like, right. well, what do you do at yeah. that point? You got to lead by example, you know? You know. And the men are to be leaders. So if the men aren't doing what they're supposed to do, what do you expect the women to do? Like people get mad at how women are today, but I don't want to put the blame on men because we have to take accountability too. But a lot of it does fall on the men because you guys are supposed to be leading us. And instead, y'all have created this culture. Yeah, we create this sense of a double standard. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is how the men are going to go through life and relationships. And this is how the women are supposed to do it. You know what I'm saying? They always say, like, the men who are the biggest players and stuff like that always get more daughters than sons. Because oh, yeah. <laughs> it, it, my, my dad, he got eight daughters, one son. That's usually how it works. <laughs> and then most of the time, those women are going to find men who are just like him and he's not gonna <laughs> like it because you already know what those men are about but now the shoe is on the other foot now they're affect now they're affecting something that's near and dear to your heart when you were affecting something that wasn't that was near and dear to somebody else's heart it's fair game you know what i'm saying i i, I see that you see that karma happen like the dudes who are the biggest biggest players Mm -hmm. always get more daughters than sons and then those daughters always run into the same type of men you know what i'm saying and yeah. i don't know it's like you got to break that cycle you, you really really do and i think you have to and even if not for yourself but for your daughters for your daughters you might get a daughter you might get five um so if you don't start teaching these young men to be better then it's just gonna, your daughter is gonna run into the same thing that, you know? <laughs> we gotta change the narrative, you know what I'm saying? Like, it shouldn't be weird for a man, for, to hear a man say he wanna get married. That should, that should be seen as noble, you know? But I remember growing up being, like, I'm viewed as like, are you crazy, bro? Like, are you crazy? Like, married you want to get married it's just like all these women out here you want to get married bro it's like i've never really had any male in my family like really encourage that like all the men in my family they usually get married because they had to and if they did it was on some courthouse you know what i'm saying <laughs> put my marriage diploma in my back pocket type thing it wasn't no you know this is the happiest moment of my life I want a best man. I want all my homies to be there. You know what I'm saying? Like, you really want to be, you want to make this a day to remember. Never. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so like, we're going to go to the courthouse. We're not going to tell nobody that this happened. We're just going to get married real quick and keep it moving. So my next question is like, why don't people have enough respect for the holy matrimony that marriage is and should represent? Nowadays, we see so many married people sleeping around, you know what I'm saying, doing dirt on a significant other. And it, it just presents the question, why even get married to begin with? Why do you think people 
um, disrespect the holy matrimony that marriage is so much in today's time? <laughs> Good question. I think, I think <laughs> a lot of people aren't honest about what they want. Um, and polygamy, polygamy is something that's been brought up these days a lot. <laughs> and people saying humans aren't meant to be polygamous, whatever, whatever. And maybe there are some truth to that because naturally we are attracted to the opposite sex. Just because you're in a relationship or a marriage doesn't mean you're never going to be attracted to anyone else. Um, I would think that's not normal, right? But I think if you're honest with your partner about what you want, um, you can find someone who agrees with whatever that is. I'm not going to say polygamy is right or wrong. Um, I don't necessarily think God designed it for us to be sleeping around like people are. I don't think God designed it that way. I think that's why he gave Adam one Eve. But, um, you know, human beings don't have a lot of self-control. And I think that's one of the bigger issues is there's a lot of people who lack self-control. Um, we can pretend that we're animals and we're just supposed to jump from bodies to bodies, but we we live in civilization <laughs> where there's laws, right? Otherwise, if there was no laws or anything in place, you just have people going around killing each other because someone pissed you off, you just shoot them if there was no laws in place. And I think it's the same thing um, why marriage was designed how it was for one man, one woman, but people aren't honest. Like if, if you don't want one man or one woman, you should just be honest with the people you're dealing with. Um, there's a lot of people who live, I guess, polygamous lifestyle and they're okay with it. Um, so if that's what you want, then you should be honest with whoever you're with and, and carry on with your day. But Sometimes they want the person that's not into that lifestyle. And so they'll lie to them. They'll get married and, and then they go cheat, you know, and it's, it's sad, but it's just the reality of what's happening right now. Yeah. Um, but the bigger thing is, is self-control. A lot of people don't have that. Um, and sometimes the, the funny part about it is they go out and have sex with the next person and they're like, okay, I got my nut off. Okay, let me go back to my wife. <laughs> That's it. Like, Yeah, there's something incredibly disrespectful about that, you know, to me. Because it's like, I'm a human being. I'm a real person and I have a life to live. So if it's not me that you want, say that you know what i'm saying one thing you can't get back is time so one thing that would piss me off is like say i'm married to somebody for 20 years and then after 20 years i find out about all of this stuff that's been going on for so long it would just make me wonder it's just like so you you took all of this precious time out of my life that i could have been spending with somebody who genuinely cares about me that would get me upset because I can't get the time back. If you come and spend off my money a little bit, I would be hurt. You know what I'm saying? But I would get the money back. But if it's like you drag me through the mud and you waste my time here on earth, that's something I can't get back. That would be incredibly upsetting. And that's why I present that question because if I'm really considering marrying somebody, because I don't, 
the older I get, I feel like there's not necessarily a soul mate. There's going to be something you don't like about your wife. There's going to be some type of, some type of quality that she have that you, it's not that you hate it, but it's like, you wish she wasn't like that. You know what I'm saying? But there has to be enough that compliments, um, like one of the two of you guys that you can make it work. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think there's anyone who's perfect for me. There's going to be a little bit of your personality that I don't like. And there's probably going to be a little bit of my personality that you don't like, but we have to look beyond that. Cause that's like, you date somebody and the first thing that they do that tick you off, you break up with them. And it's like, well, what's the point? You know what I'm saying? You're supposed to grow with this person. There's some stuff where it's like, there's no getting past that. I understand, but little, little stuff where it's like, okay, you, you got to give the benefit of the doubt. You know what I'm saying? And stuff like that. But that dragging people through the mud, you know what I'm saying? Every person I've dated, not every person, but most of the people that I date, I tell them, it's just like, I'd rather you dump me than cheat on me. Oh, yeah. I'd rather, I'd rather that. Don't have me out here looking stupid. That would just piss me off. It's just like, right. it's love me or leave me. There's a, there's a reggae song. You know what I'm saying? That goes like that. Make a decision. You know, because that's what I'm going to do. That's what I think. When you, you get on the knee, you ask this woman to marry you. There has to be a time when you meditate on that. You date for a little bit. You weigh the pros and the cons. I like this about her. X, Y, Z, this. And I don't like this. The things that I don't like. Can I tolerate that? <laughs> you know what I'm saying how small are these things that I don't like because it's going to be something but how small is it am I able to look past that you know what I'm saying do I think she will grow beyond that you know what I'm saying and then you make that decision because it's not that I don't believe in divorce I don't want to go through that you know I don't want to go through that so I'd rather take my time in the dating phase you know what I'm saying? Because I, I personally, my whole rule is like, one, you can't confidently call anybody your friend unless you've known them for like at least two years. You know what I'm saying? And then you <laughs> have to, what, what are you saying? I don't agree with that. I don't think there's time limits on friendships and relationships. You can know somebody for two years, but if you only talk to them like 20 times, what does that mean if you know someone for six months, but you talk to them almost every day? True, true. I don't think there's time limits. I think it's just about how much are you guys seeing each other? How much are you guys talking to each other? How much are you guys socializing with each other? I think that matters more than whatever time you put on it. I can see that. But what I, what I really meant was like, that amount of time is enough time for you to see somebody go through the highs and lows of life. You know what I'm saying? And see how they react to those things. Like say they go broke or something like that. How do they react in those? Or maybe their money, it starts, their career starts taking off for them. Does that make them change? All these things. I feel like usually over the course of two years, you see people when their money's up, how they treat you, when their money's down, how they treat you, when life is going good, how they treat you when life is not going good. It's like, you, you got to see, you know what I'm saying? You got to see like, yo, when her money is taking off, she's too, she too good for me now. You know what I'm saying? She want to come diss me or something like that. Or when her money's low, you know what I'm saying? 
she just gonna be lazy, try to rely on me, or is she gonna try to, you know what I'm saying, you know, get it back together, you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel what I meant is like, to me, that's how much time it takes to really find out who somebody is. Like, I feel like you gotta see them go through a couple different situations in life, but it don't look like you agree with that. <laughs> I agree with the point of seeing them go through the various seasons. I always say, don't, don't even get into a relationship with somebody, in my opinion, until you've seen them mad, sad, um, or under pressure. I say, don't even get into a relationship with them um, until you see those things. But you don't need to put a time limit on it. I don't think because you can know somebody for two years and they can they can pretend for the whole two years. That's they can pretend like people pretend very well. So you have to put forth your own due diligence. If you're really trying to see about this person and see about this girl or guy, um, you have to make the effort to learn those things about them. If you need to put tests in place, then such is it, right? Some some people test people. I, I'm not, I test people. No, you, you gotta <laughs> test people. You gotta see where their heart is at. I gotta see how you you are to certain things, operate. right? Right, right. How you operate, how you, how you deal with certain things, you know? Yeah, so. I, I think some of you men typically feel like you have that time to just chill and just see how she acts but she can pretend the whole two years she can she can barely see you for that two-year period and have a whole boyfriend in another country you know what i'm saying <laughs> so you don't you don't know until you do your own due diligence and i don't think a two-year time limit does anything but you have to understand with us women we probably view it different too because I feel like I can kind of tell in a short time if I can work with a guy or not because I'm I'm doing my research, I'm running my tests, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. So I feel like I can tell, you know, I can tell a lot okay. um, in that time period. There are certain things where like, yeah, you'll need to bring him in social settings. Yeah, you'll need to see him around friends or family and those sorts of things that might take a little more time. But some of the background stuff you can you can do on your own and, and you can test them on your own if you want to. And we have, you know, realistically, we have a biological clock. So we don't have time to be wasting with y'all. <laughs> Yo, I mean, this whole biological clock thing. Like, <laughs> I, mean, I, I tell people if after a year a dude isn't even talking about marriage, like I'm going to keep looking, I'm going to start looking elsewhere if um, if within two years, I'd say more like a year and a half at my age, if he hasn't proposed, I'm a dip. I'm sorry. It's just, it is what it is. Like, it don't take that long to know a person if you really do see them as your person. Um, and that goes back to the spiritual thing. Like, I am a very spiritual person. I'm not religious, but um, I go with my spirit. And if my spirit's saying this person's okay, then... I'm going to run my test. I'm going to do this, that. I'm going to do my due diligence. And then I'm going to say, okay, I can roll with this. Or, okay, nah, you ain't it. You know? Okay. So let's talk about these tests now. These tests that you run on men. Let, let's see. I want to get to the nitty gritty of what these tests are. So I can know when women are running these tests. On. Oh, no, I'm not giving you game. Because the game is set up for you guys to win. The game is set up for men to win already. 
So I'm not giving you that. What game. is this game, though? No, I'm saying the dating game. It's set up for you guys to win. Um, you guys have the longer biological clock, right? That's number one. You guys are the one who ultimately decides to get down on one knees. I know society has gotten a little wacky these days and women are proposing. That's, that's another topic. But <laughs> you guys are the one who do the proposal. You guys are the one that control the pace of relationships. So why would I tell you what our tests are? No. <laughs> tell some of men tests, you know, I was going to exchange the game, but it's all right. You're not going to give me any of the tests that, that women run. But for the men listening out there, just know the women are running tests on you under the radar. So I guess. I mean, some women don't because they just, I don't know, they, hasn't, they haven't wisened up yet, I guess. So they don't know that they should be testing these dudes. But but some of the tests are unintentional. Like you, you can be testing them without realizing that's what you're doing. All right. So you're not going to give me none of the game on the tests that the, the women are running. Y'all are already ahead of the game. Y'all are already ahead of the game. Um. I guess you know what I'm saying. You don't think so? You don't think men pretty much control the dating and relationship game? Um, I think men, not really. You know, because I feel like <laughs> women women have more power when it comes to those things, like the dating game. Like, yeah, men kind of control the pace of the relationship, but women are the ones that control whether or not the relationship goes to different levels you know what i'm saying so how so how so it's usually the women that you know um like that's a good question like i don't know it's usually the women that like we're the aggressors in the situation but usually there's an element of chase you know what i'm saying there's mm -hmm. usually a bit of chase you're not going to give in on your first, the first move you make, you're gonna have to work a little bit. So I feel like women have more power in that sense. You you can control how far he gets and stuff like that. And are you saying how far he gets as far as sex, or how far he gets as far as the relationship? Whether, whether you give him the time of day, whether if you actually decide to go on a date with him, because usually women they have multiple men talking to them at at one time. So then they have they're more like kind of choosing. And then men are hoping that that woman chooses them. That's why I feel like, you know, a lot of the times the women have the more of the power because they they more attract. The men kind of try to conquer. So it's, I don't know. That That's how I see that part, you know. So okay. like women control how far we get, you know what I'm saying? We have to make every move, but she mm -hmm. has to let us make these moves if we're going to keep moving forward, you know what I'm saying? Like, a woman can put the roadblock on at any moment and then we're just stuck. We, we can't move forward anymore and then we don't know what to do from that point. You know what I'm saying? So that, that's yeah. how I think about it. You know, you're um, right. You're, you're right. right. I, I think I never looked at it that way. Um, Cause typically it's like once a woman, for the most part, that, this, this new society is a little different, but once a woman typically gives a man her body, that's the go-to to say, okay, we can 
press go on a relationship or something, right? But at that point, some men, once they get what they want, they're like, okay, do I even want a relationship with her? Do I want to move forward with her? And so I think that's where I meant more in the sense of you guys control relationships in that sense. Kind of, but all of men's power, and this goes beyond relationship, come from women. You know what I'm saying? Women have all the power. The only people that don't know it is women. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, Women don't, I mean, this is game that I shouldn't even be telling you, but I'm not even going to be selfish about it. But it's like, my dad told me that my dad has like 16 kids and he got like baby mamas everywhere. He told me straight up, he was like, you know, Jordan, if woman did smart, all man would have them slim. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, I understood that from a fundamental level so much because it's like it's the women that give these men all the power the power to have all these uh you know these women to parade around with the the power to reproduce we get that from women you know what i'm saying all these things that support the male ego is usually related to women you know what i'm saying in jamaica you're usually considered more of a man depending on how many kids you have and the people that give you the kids is the women so it's like ultimately all the power relies in them they control how far we get but a lot of times they don't understand their power so then it's easy for men to get over on them and take their power away from them and a lot, you know of, a lot of women don't understand that and that's the yeah. game no, are you? no you know what i agree with that and I've always seen things that way in a sense where people say that men control marriages. And I'll say, um, I don't necessarily think so because a man can propose and the woman can say no. So, and now he's broken and never want to propose again. <laughs> but, um, so you're right, you're right. And then with the baby stuff, you're right. Because a woman can go, you know, have an abortion. I, I mean, I've seen situation where the man wanted a child and the woman go get rid of it, you know? So um, you're, you're right, you're right. You know, so- you're right. We've, I think, but society has sort of beat it in woman's head that men are the ones in control. Society is sort of, I guess men have sort of pushed exactly. that. I was just about to say, who do you think is they behind that. that pushing that narrative? Who yeah. do you think? You know? No, you're right. You're very right. Because even in the past, when women were to stay in their place and just be homemakers, um, I'm not saying that was right or wrong. Um, you know, a lot of the men were out doing their dirt and the women decided to fight back, you know? considering men have more strength and everything like that it's like how did we get to this place in society where women now are in management positions and all these things it's it's those women utilizing their power so you're right women do have a lot of power and i know we only have a couple minutes left in the show so i want to present this last question um you were talking about um like just like you were talking about women in today's day and age like they're in positions of power, they're super successful and, and stuff like that and more power to them. But um, do you feel like, I remember you sent me this in a text or something to talk about. Do you feel like women in a position of power are threats 
to men? And do you feel like it's harder for them today, even yourself, like you're a business owner and stuff like that? Are men threatened to deal with uh, to deal with you, or they feel like, well, you know, what can I do? Maybe she makes more money than me, or whatever the case. So what would I have to offer? Do you, does that kind of <laughs> um, manifest in your dating life, adult life, or in general with women? Yeah, it does. Um, it does. The funny thing is, <laughs> I feel like I'm I'm a woman's woman in the sense that I feel like the man should be the one, um, you know, being the man and covering most of the bills and all those things. Um, but because, you know, of who I am, there's a lot of men who would look at me and say, oh, she's misindependent or she's this and she's that. I've even had men tell me that, you know, they can't date my type because you look too independent. I've had men tell me that. Like they, you know, like I've had men tell me that. So <laughs> it's it's crazy to me because I'm just like, I go on dates with men. I, I don't expect to pay. Like I expect him to pay. <laughs> so it's crazy that they feel that way. But there are a lot of men out here who are intimidated by successful women. Um, and I think a part of it too is is, one of the things I've heard some men say is some successful women that they've dealt with um, come with a certain attitude. Um, not all, but some of them come with a certain attitude where they think that having like money and stuff like that means that they're attractive to a man, you know? And, and the truth is most men, not most, well, I can't say most in this day and age, but a lot of men don't care about <laughs> a woman's money because he feels like he's the one that's going to be the provider and the protector and all those good things um so yeah men are intimidated uh it is what it is I just look at them as weak and keep it pushing I feel like the the man for me he'll be a strong man and not worry about um what I have going on because he'll have his own thing going on and I'll be be able to help him progress in whatever he got going on that's a hundred percent. And I feel like, you know what I'm saying? Money is not the only thing that men bring to the table. There's certain intangibles, yeah. there's certain intangibles that men bring, like masculinity. You know what I'm saying? Women can't necessarily replicate that. You know, there's there's ins and outs of masculinity that women will never understand. And the same thing with femininity when it comes to men. It's just like there's certain aspects of what a woman is and what that represents that I will never essentially understand but it's not like I was meant to understand those things it's yeah. like just accept that some things will forever be a mystery and that's what makes life worth living you know what I'm saying so yeah like regardless of like yeah you're you're right in the sense that men generally generally don't like consider a woman's socioeconomic status or financial status when pursuing them because yeah we naturally i think men just naturally want to provide because it's just like if we don't we feel like we feel like we're the bitch we feel like we feel like we feel lame like if like can you i can imagine a woman taking care of me like i would feel like a baby you know what i'm saying i would feel like it would be nice if she could help me you know what i'm saying i mean i'm sure i might do a shitty business deal and you know, fuck my money up a little bit and it'd be nice if, you know, wifey had a little savings and, you know, could run me a couple G's or something, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to give it back to her, you know, I'm not just going to, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's love, it's love, you know what I'm saying? But 
we I I couldn't imagine like getting into a relationship and I'm I'm all up in her finances, like worried about yeah. the money she made compared to me because like I said, there's certain things that come like that being a bit being a man is about that is so far beyond financial contribution to the family unit. Like um one of the things that I talk about the last couple of weeks in the show is like the lack of masculinity in general that is in the world. Like we see it in the way these young men are coming up, the way these young women are coming up too, because they, it's like, since people come from these broken homes, they lack that balance. You know what I'm saying? You have that feminine and masculine energy there in the home for you to get comfortable with because Without that, you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like what men bring, like masculinity and that energy is that element of social order. You know what I'm saying? And without that, these kids are growing up with, they're suffering from anarchy of the mind. You know what I'm saying? They, they don't follow any order. They don't have any discipline. And that's why they are the way that they are. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like that's what men bring. They bring that element of social order because no matter how you spin it, <laughs> parents, I mean, kids will act right for their dad more so than their mom. <laughs> no disrespect to women, you know what I'm saying? But it's just something about the what the masculine energy bring. Like ask any kid that grew up with two parents, you know what I'm saying? Who, which parent can they get away with more stuff with? More often than not, they're going to say the mom than the dad because the dad is going to bring that element of social order where it's just like stuff is going to go like this or it's going to be war. You know what I'm saying? And since we like that, a lot of these kids, they lack discipline. They lack a sense of respect. They, they lack emotional control because that's something that masculinity brings to the table, that sense of not getting carried away in every single emotion that hits us and stuff like that. So it's crazy, you know what I'm saying? And it, it sucks because it's only two <laughs> minutes left in the show. And uh -huh. it's so much, I mean, we've been talking for a whole hour, you know? It's so many uh, controversial topics that Yaniqua wanted to talk about, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We're gonna have to do a part two, you know what I'm saying? Because let me tell, hey, let me tell y'all what she messaged me, y'all. Like, I was like, yo, basically, I'm not even going to say it word for word. Does the size of a man's heart matter? Heart? <laughs> heart. You know, I don't, it might be kids listening on the radio right now, but everybody knows what I meant by that pause there. You know what I'm saying? Does the size of a man's heart matter? And how, how much, you know, how much is that tied to love in of itself? You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? We're going to get into that the next time I get the opportunity to chop it up with uh, Yanika. But before we let you go, is there anybody you want to shout out real quick? Anybody listening? Anybody back home and stuff like that? Oh, um, shout out to my cousin Mona for being my inspiration to stay stay with the hope of getting married and having a good strong healthy marriage shout out to my mother um for having me and my sisters 
they're hilarious but yeah nothing else no, thank no. you for having me no thank you for being a part of the show i really really appreciate your perspective on stuff especially when we talk about relationships which usually are between men and women it's nice to have a man and a woman to kind of give their perspectives on what they expect because we didn't even get to talk about you know what do women expect from men in a relationship what do men expect from women i really wanted to get into that but we ran out of time but we appreciate you you know everybody listening right now make sure y'all go follow yanika uh she makes some great videos um on youtube about like financial advice and relationships and stuff like that so make sure y'all, what what is your youtube channels for everybody listening so they can follow just Yanika, just my name, Y-A-N-I-Q-U-A. I heard it first, man. So we appreciate Yanika, you know what I'm saying? We're going to have to get her back on the show very, very soon, you know what I'm saying? So we can talk about some more things, you know, the size of a man's heart, does that matter? You know what I'm saying? Um, a lot of things, 50-50 in the relationship, is that how it's supposed to go? Um Man, polygamy. How do women feel about that? You know what I'm saying? Does the size of a man pocket make them more okay with it? You know what I'm saying? It's a lot of things I want to pick women's brain about. You know what I'm saying? So I'm excited. I can't wait to get Inigo back on the show. But we want to thank you for your time. You know what I'm saying? We really appreciate everything that you do. We really appreciate your wise word. And we really appreciate you presenting, you know, the feminine perspective on you know, ho holding true to what you believe in, you know what I'm saying? Sticking to your guns, you know, you, you say you want, you aspire to be married, don't deviate from that because of what's going on in the world around you. Really trust in God's plan for you. I'm gonna keep trusting in it myself, regardless of what's going on around me. You feel like, man, I should just give up and do what everybody else is doing. But you understand, you aspire for certain things in particular and you have to be bold enough to be the fish that swims against the current. So I commend you for doing that. Keep doing you. You know, I'm sure you will find a man of your dream very, very soon. We'll give you all the babies that you want. You know what I'm saying? So I wish you the best on that. And I can't wait to get you back on the show again because there's so many things I got to pick your brain about. But um, yes, thank you again, Yanika. And um, you have a wonderful night. Stay safe, all right? You too. I commend you as well. Thank All you right. for having me. No problem. No problem. Have a good night.